Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to this crossover edition of the Locked On Panthers and the Locked On Chicago Blackhawks podcast. For everyone on the Chicago Blackhawks feed, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez. I'm from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And with me is the host of the Locked On Chicago Blackhawks podcast, Jack Bushman. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, Armando. Always good when we get together for a crossover. Wish it could come under better better circumstances for my squad, but it is what it is. Yeah, and it's funny because when we spoke the last time around, it was when when the Chicago Blackhawks swept the Florida Panthers. It's like, okay, I guess I got to do this. So both of us have been on the receiving ends of both. It's funny because all three series this year for, between the Blackhawks and the Panthers have come with sweeps on both on both sides. Florida sweeping th- three of the series and the Blackhawks sweeping one. And the sweep of the Blackhawks of the Panthers came at a time where Alexander Barkov gets injured in warmups and this team was just straight up shell-shocked and just was sh- struggling to find their chemistry. But the Panthers all season haven't had more than a three-game losing streak all year. So it's it's been great that Florida has been able to weather storms for the most part this season. But I want to ask you, with Stan Bowman coming out and saying that they need to reaccumulate some assets going into the future and the great start that the Chicago Blackhawks were having and falling a little bit after the trade deadline where they sold, how are you feeling overall about this season as a whole? Overall, I mean... When you put take everything into consideration, especially the preseason predictions of how most people felt about this team, I think you can't look at this as anything besides a success. I know that this team has tailed off in the second half of the year, um, but I, I think you know there were signs uh, of this team really coming together, and they put together streaks early on in the year that was kind of led by an insanely hot power play, and Kevin Lankinen was just playing unreal in that as a rookie, which obviously he hasn't been able to do in the last month or so he's kind of hit that rookie slump. Um, but overall, I mean, even though we've, we came up just short of the postseason, I think this was a big year for the future because we saw a lot of new faces and a lot of them made solid impressions. Brandon Hagel's one that comes to mind. Pia Suter has been a pretty good rookie. Wyatt Kalanuk's been insane on the back end for the last couple of weeks. Kevin Lankinen obviously has sort of helped us solve the question marks in goal. So I'm very happy with how the Blackhawks have battled here for the most part. And um, even though they're sixth place in the division and have struggled here, 
late to to play consistently, especially against playoff caliber teams, tough part of our schedule. It's been disappointing, and I know that's turned a lot of fans off, but you got to keep everything in mind that we, we were thinking this was going to be potentially a bottom five team in the NHL this season with all the new faces and everything that w- went south in the offseason. I mean, it, it was hectic. Jonathan Taze goes down. Kirby Doc breaks his wrist. Corey Crawford's gone. He retires. Brent Seabrook re-injures his back. That leads to a retirement. It, it's been a crazy swing for the Blackhawks in the last couple of months. And to be 500 for the majority of the year, you know, I think if you told Blackhawks fans that in December that this team would be around 500 for the majority of the campaign, they'd be really happy. So uh, I, I can't really complain about the season for the Blackhawks, Armando. And Andrew Shaw is another one that just retired as well due to concussion history. And you got you to gotta respect the guy who puts his health first because I, I've had one concussion in my life and it stinks. And head injuries are no joke as well. So credit to Andrew Shaw for choosing his health over, over a sport. And as far as trades throughout the trade deadline, of course, we had the Vinny Hinestroza trade to the Chicago Blackhawks, and he's played fairly well. And if you guys want to listen to that crossover between Jack and I breaking down that trade that was on the April 9th show on the Locked on Panthers feed. So with... And there was also another one that had quite a few points in this past series with Adam Gaudet in that you got from the Vancouver Canucks. Talk about him a little bit. That was a fantastic trade. It's really looking like most of the trades Stan Bowman made at the deadline, especially uh, the one for one swaps, you know, the, the Vinny Henestrosa for Brad Morrison. I mean, that was a no brainer for us. Why not take a chance on a guy like Vinny who's had some success here in the past. And so far he's looked tremendous. I mean, the effort, it just looks like he's so happy to be playing regularly and he's just got energy and juice every night and he's flying around in all cylinders. That's been great. But Adam Gaudet has been tremendous. He now has four points in his first three games with the Blackhawks and we traded Matthew Highmore for him. I mean, not a knock on Highmore. He was good for us in the playoffs, but he's a fourth line grinder who can play on the penalty kill. Not really going to chip in all that much offensively though. So for to, for the Blackhawks to swap him for a guy like Gaudet who has a high offensive ceiling, and he's shown it so far. I mean, that it looks like a beautiful trade by Stan Bowman. And what I like about Gaudet is he's just been going to the front of net and um, battling for in the in the dirty areas. You know, he's not afraid to get his nose dirty. Go to where um, you got to go to to find success. And he's done that well. He also rang a shot off the post against the Panthers. Could have had uh, another point in that one. So I, I'm very happy with Adam Gaudet, and certainly looking like the Blackhawks should be re-signing him in the offseason. He, he's impressed enough, in my opinion, to at least give him another year. Um, but for for the Blackhawks, one-for-one one swaps looking good. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of the first series of the year, there some of the games between the Blackhawks and the Panthers have been – they've challenged the Panthers here and there. And the, even though Chicago has fallen off – in the second half of the season, they went two for four in the second game of this past series, which almost led to a comeback in the second game of this one, put a little bit of a scare on the Panthers and then the overtime game. So they, they put quite a challenge on the, on the Florida Panthers in this past series. 
Alright ladies and gentlemen, the crossover with Armando Velez from Lockdown Panthers will continue in just a moment, but first, I need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio and they can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you can control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash NHL to start growing your savings. They did, I will say, this is a team that does fight hard. Um, the, the biggest thing, the biggest problem is they just don't play a consistent 60-minute game. And so many times down this stretch where we, we, last couple of weeks where we were still in playoff contention, in big games, out of the second intermission, and even the first sometimes, the first minute is like, are we playing hockey yet? Like the, in the, on Saturday, the Panthers score two goals in the first minute. That just can't happen in a 3-2 game where you're fighting hard and are trying to get momentum back on your side, get the next goal, and then, you know, anything happens down late in the game. Um, but to give up two goals out of that second intermission right away, I mean, going down 5-2 to two against this Panthers team, I know we made it close late with some – good fought effort, but really right there. And then for me, I was like, they're not coming back from that. And it's just those little mini blips that have killed them so often this season uh, against Nashville a couple of weeks ago. And we had that crucial three game series. I believe in two of those games, the predators scored in the first minute of the third period. I don't know if the mindset in the locker room needs to change or, or what, but this team is, they just, for some reason, 60 minutes has been a problem for them. And that is a sign of a young team, of course, but it's just discouraging when it happens so often, especially in these meaningful ones down the stretch. I think bad starts to periods result in maybe, maybe sitting down too much in between intermissions instead of standing up, stretching, and maybe walking around a little bit. Because as an athlete myself, when, when I would sit down too much in between periods or quarters or whatever sport I was playing – the last thing coaches recommended us to do was sit down for a long period of time because you need to get the juices flowing. So that might be a reason. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not working right now. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. And in this past series for the Panthers for on the Panthers side of things, it's, it is also a product of just really hot play by Anthony Duclair, Anthony Duclair, right after a penalty kill, gets cheats his way towards past the neutral zone and just all alone on Kevin Lincoln and fakes a spinorama, excuse me, fakes a wraparound 
and then finds a way to score on his own. And then an, another one where he just goes all alone on Lincoln and makes one move and then just that was a beauty. Just taps it in there. And Sam Bennett it, on the Florida side, he's been he listen to this. Through 38 games with Calgary, he got 12 points. Through eight games with Florida, he has 11, almost surpassing his point total from his from his time in Calgary just this season. So what what'd you guys give up for for Sam Bennett? We gave up a seven round, excuse me, a second round pick in the I was gonna say a seventh. Uh, I was like, geez, what's Calgary doing? Second, second round pick, excuse me, in the upcoming draft. And a second round pick that the Florida Panthers drafted just this past offseason in Emil Hyman. So two twos. Uh, we don't know if Emil Hyman is going to make his way in the NHL anytime soon. But when you talk about championship window, you got to put your chips forward right. now. And the Chicago Blackhawks are going through it. When you win three cups in six years, you're going to sell a lot and a lot to obtain assets. And eventually your pool is going to start fading as you're the window can only be open for so yeah. long and that's just the way the structure of sports work when you have a cap and when you have a farm system 100%. and the, the the blackhawks went through it the new england patriots are going through it the chicago cubs your chicago cubs as well they're going through it as well so that's just a thing in in sports so the and it, we're also starting to see with the blackhawks side like start a a lot of the legends from the dynasty years are starting to now exit the game too. It it must it must be like also a very big full circle moment for you too, right? Listen to this: the only the Blackhawks only have three guys now on their active roster who have won a Stanley Cup: Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, and Brett Connolly. Wow! Only Kane and Keith remain from from the core it's been a wild last like five months seabrook crawford and shaw mm-hmm. all retired in the last five months and of course jonathan taze remains a question mark even though things do sound like they're heading in the right direction but it's been scary for us blackhawks fans the last half year armando the guys are dropping like flies it, it, it's an end of an era but an end of a beautiful era for for the Chicago Blackhawks that you could really look back and say, man, this was a beautiful time to be alive. And as a Miami Heat fan myself, I'm kind even though a lot of the players are still in the league from their two championships, eventually the Heat fans are going to get in, in that nostalgia, in that nostalgia. So from the Panthers side, when it comes to like the turnaround for this team, they in game one of this series every single cap that scored in this one were all bill zito acquisitions from this last offseason so a front office change has been the real difference in this one bennett scored the game winner in overtime duclair scored montour a trade deadline acquisition and alex wenberg who was just on columbus last year and then the florida panthers get Tippett in the top six and it's really it, it it's really an opportunity for him with Carter Hagee who who hasn't been in the lineup for about two weeks now Tippett is getting top six minutes and he's converting he was very active early in the second period where he was setting up Sam Bennett and setting and had a wonderful point shot that was saved by Lankanen and 
from the Florida Panthers side, Spencer Knight, too. He had two incredible saves, one on Dabrinkit in overtime that led to the rush on the other side, I believe. And then there was one that he had on Patrick Kane as well. So there, the this for the Florida Panthers has just been wonderful. And Bill Zito just gets A plus for everything that he's been able to do from the time he took office in less than a calendar year and cleaning up a mess while right. he's at it. It's been a crazy turnaround for the Panthers. It seems like everything he's done is is hitting. I mean, all the moves have been working well, especially uh, the depth acquisitions. I really think that's a difference maker. I mean, Huberto and Barkov, they're going to do their thing, but you need some help to help those guys as well. Carter Verhage was absolutely going off at the beginning of the year. I don't know if he's uh, been able to keep that up, really. I know you said he's been out the last couple of weeks. He's going to return um, tomorrow but, against Dallas. Solid. But it, it seems like, I mean, in this series – did Barkov or Huberto score? Or Barkov, Barkov scored, scored one, but it, mm-hmm. who set him up? It was a beautiful feed, I believe. Uh, it was Gustav Forsling right off the – Right, on a rush was, of course, the other end. It, it, of course it was Forsling. Yeah, former Blackhawk. He bounced one puck off the board, then passed it to Duclair, then cuts – nobody picks him up to, as he's heading towards the neutral zone. And then you have four Blackhawks players, like, in a square, just staring at him. Everyone's drawing to him. And then he goes on a backhand pass to Barkov wide yeah. open uh in that one so beautiful and fun listen to this barkoff after the game called gustav forsling bobby orsling after this (laughs) press conference because of how he's been able to like set up other teammates so forsling i always liked him when he was with chicago it was just he he was just clearly too raw still i mean how old is the the guy now 24 i believe so so like a lot of potential there. Hmm. He's been what on your as a second pairing? Well, since Aaron Ekblad went down with injury, he's been added to the top line of defense with Mackenzie Weger. And Mackenzie Weger all season has been on that top line, and he actually leads the NHL in even strength points for defensemen. So, and he, he's a seventh wow. round pick, too. Yeah, so, I know. Weger's been really good this so year. So, he's been another like staple in, the, in this lineup that you can rely on him and Gus Forsling being added to that top line and if Aaron Ekblad happens to come back which the earliest we're thinking he can come back is mid-June so the Florida Panthers would have to advance to the like probably the conference finals well not it's not called the it's not the conference finals this year but (laughs) yeah (laughs) the final four yeah the final four that would be the only way he would be able to come back and and if you could have that kind of pairing in the top four defensive pairs with Uyghur, Ekblad, Forsling, Montour on the second one, and then Gudis. And a lot of Florida Panthers are just hoping Yandel gets scratched at this point because he's just a huge liability. Has he been bad? Has he been bad this year? He's been, he's been pretty bad this year. He's a lot of turnovers, especially on the power play. And he he's one he's the he's the team worse in plus minus. So Yeah, damn. I mean he is getting up there, though. Mm-hmm. He's been around. Yeah, and the only thing that's stopping him from being a scratch is the the streak, which is, I believe, now at 9-19 or 9-20 with Patrick Marlowe just a little bit behind him by, like, 18 to 20 games. So it's it's not only when Keith Yandel breaks the record, but him knowing that Patrick Marlowe is, like, right behind him. That I, don't think, I don't think that he's even going to get scratched after that because he wants – Probably not. The, 
the first number one active streak of all time in, in that category. So it's a little frustrating, but. I don't, I just don't think there's any way you can scratch him, especially at this point of the year. You're not going to scratch him throughout the rest of the regular season. That would just be an insult. Mm-hmm. And then the only way it would happen is if he becomes an absolute liability in the playoffs. Like it's so bad that he literally can't be out there anymore. That's the only way he's not going to play. That's the only way he's going to be out there. And I'm sure you could, I'm sure you could come up with an example of coach Q during his time in Chicago, of making a, a big move like Brian Campbell, for, for example. And another one, another one that coach Q made that he said he said I'm going to bench this guy because he's just not playing well was Mike Matheson last year in the postseason there's just the his play was just not good in the bubble in the bubble last year that led him to a healthy scratch in the last two games of the qualifiers against New York so he's not afraid to make those moves and I'm sure you've seen that plenty of times during Q's time in Chicago yeah I mean he'll staple guys to the bench he has no problem doing it he knows he knows that ice time is the most valuable thing to a player, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's going to send the message ultimately. Yeah, so that that's the one thing that Coach Q that the fans and many people around Florida Panther circles are just wondering when is it going to be enough for Keith Yandel. So that's just really what it comes down to. We'll have to wait and see if it uh, comes through in the postseason. And speaking of the postseason, I, I definitely wanted to ask you while we're together. Uh, I mean, it's a tight race in the Central right now for those top three spots. But besides that, we, we know that the Lightning, Hurricanes, and Panthers are going to be the top three, but we don't know what order. Uh, if So obviously, you, you would probably like the Panthers to come out on top and play the four spot in the first round. But if the Panthers happen to get the two or three spot, would you rather have Tampa Bay or Carolina? Florida is 2-4-2 two, and two against Carolina this year, while Tough. the Panthers – have won three games, excuse me, four games against Tampa this year. And three of those losses, one of them was in o- overtime. So they're leading points against Tampa, seven to six currently. So they've had a better time challenging Tampa this year versus Carolina. But it's like a be careful what you can wish for because Nikita Kucherov is coming back. I was just about to say, what, so, if, what if that Batman comes back? Yeah. I mean, and if if they get a healthy Stephen Stamkos too, that can be a very dangerous game to play versus that. That's a team that's been there. Carolina is still that team trying to take the next step to a championship while the Florida right. Panthers are third in line in their, in their, in their trying to contend because Carolina was in a conference final just two years ago against Boston the Tampa Bay Lightning have won a Stanley Cup last year. So you got to be the, you got, if you want to be, be the best, you got to beat the best no matter what. So it's going to be a challenging series regardless. And here's something I saw. The Florida Panthers have three games left. If they win on Monday against Dallas and get two points, they'll officially control their destiny to at least get home ice in the first round. Oh boy. (laughs) I don't think they'll get, I don't think they'll get, um home ice throughout the first two rounds i think it's carolina's division so but i do think if they win on monday against dallas who is fighting for their playoff lives after losing an overtime against nashville if they win 
Monday against Dallas, I have a good feeling going to the weekend, the last two games, that they'll be able to at least get home ice in the first round. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for the crossover with Armando Velez from Lockdown Panthers. Coming up in just a moment, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, salted caramel, double chocolate, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, one word, capital L with the number 15 after to get 15% off your next built bar order. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch of their seasons. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so I just wrapped up a little conversation I had recently with Armando Velez from Lockdown Panthers. Now, before I wrap things up on the show here today, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I want to answer on the show today comes from at BillyD323 on Twitter, who asked, what is the long-term prognosis and goal? Is Kevin Lankinen the answer? Are there any prospects in Rockford or any other players that we have control of? Well, Billy, at the moment, I got to say, it sure is looking like Kevin Lankinen is our best bet moving forward. I don't want to go ahead and say that it's 100% or anything, that he's for sure going to be the guy in net for the Blackhawks in the future. But after a really strong rookie campaign, it's certainly looking like he has the tools, 
confidence and, and the potential to fill that role. But I do got to say that I think it would be a huge mistake for the Hawks to just assume right now that Lankinen is going to be the guy. It wouldn't be smart to put all their eggs in one basket at this point. So I am interested to see what's going to happen in net aside from Lankinen going forward. I think that Malcolm Subban did enough this year to, to earn himself the backup job at the start of next season. Uh, he still has one more year on his contract, so I do expect Malcolm Subban to be around next year unless Seattle somehow takes him in the expansion draft, which I doubt will happen. And then there's also Colin Delia, who I am hoping will get a start for one of these final five games of the regular season. He's a guy who, he, he's been an AHL All-Star. He's shown that he has NHL stuff in the past. He just had a hard time finding any ice time this year with the strong play of Lankin in the net. So I, I wouldn't count Colin Delia out just yet, but it, it doesn't seem like he's all that happy with the situation that he's been put in and with the organization. So um, I think before we make a final decision on Delia's future, we're going to have to wait and see what happens in these final five games for him. And then I think we'll know a little bit better about what the Hawks want to do with him going forward. Besides those three though, the only other goaltender really with NHL potential, in my opinion, is 2020 second-round pick Drew Comesso, but he just finished his freshman season at Boston University this year, so he's still probably at least three years away from joining the Blackhawks organization. So right now, at least for the next couple of seasons, it does appear to be Kevin Lankinen's net to lose. The second question I want to answer today comes from at Chris underscore Brown1 on Twitter who asked, what are the long-term prospects for the defensive core? And when, if ever, will the front office come clean on what the hell kept Taze out all season? Fatigue is too vague and an explanation fatigue is too vague of an of an explanation, bleh. And I'm shocked the league didn't press more on the Hawks for information as to his condition. Well, Chris, it's a hundred percent the player's right to keep all that information personal. It's actually none of the league's business. I know it's their league, but this is his condition. So even if the NHL wanted answers, Taze never had to pro provide them with them. It's, you know, totally in his rights, which I, I totally agree with. If he wants to deal with this personally, that's his right. But I do think we will get an update on Taze at some point this summer, probably when the entire uh, Stanley Cup playoffs has come to, a, come to a conclusion. It's sounding like that Taze is heading in the right direction to make a comeback. I'm keeping my fingers crossed when I say that. Um, but once... I think once he comes to a final decision on whether to come back or not, whenever that is, that's when I believe we will get all the details out of the Jonathan Taze situation. As for the defensive prospects, I mean, we're really seeing the majority of them already. We, we've seen the majority of them already this season. Adam Boquist, Ian Mitchell... Wyatt Kalanuck, Nicholas Bodan, Riley Stillman. Those are the young guys that this front office is hoping will take the next step here in the next few years and become that new core for the Blackhawks on defense. Besides those guys, there's a couple prospects that come to mind. There's Alec Regula, who's been between the taxi squad and down in Rockford for most of the year. I think we could see Regula make his NHL debut for the Blackhawks in these final five games. And then there's also Isaac Phillips, who was a fifth-round pick in this past year's draft, but he's already down playing with the Rockford Ice Hogs. Aside from the big five that have already spent time in the NHL this season, Boquist Mitchell, Kalanuck, Bodan, and Stillman, 
Regula and Phillips are my other two to keep an eye on at the moment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, May 3rd's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, that's at JackBushman2, or you can check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions you have on anything related to the podcast, be sure to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks! Let's go and start this series versus Carolina with a win. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.